It's episode 29. Good evening and welcome to Rum Doings. Today's topic, which we will not be discussing, is... Nick, they're going to have to turn it up to hear you, and then I'm going to go, hello, and they're going to go, deaf. That's the point. So you have to talk one out. Well, well, look at John. We're in the gloaming. I'm f- oh, by the way, we're, I've in, a... we're in the gloaming now, so, you know, we have to speak like this. Oh, that's it's a, true. It, the sun is setting yeah. on a bank holiday weekend. We've given away when we're recording this. Oh, no, you ruined the illusion. People like to think their MP3 is live. <laughs> that's right. We are, whenever you're listening to this, we're, that's when we're saying it. Sometimes. I think that I was listening to After Henry the other day which is a 1980s sitcom on the radio breaking my rule that one shouldn't listen to old dead people oh that's true yes and I suddenly realised that this was re- happened, had happened really really long time ago and it was peculiar uh, that weird frisson of one moment thinking it was happening in my ear immediately and the but what next about all thinking, the tiny men who live in your mp3 player acting it out surely they were doing that live John your doctor spoken to you about <laughs> no coughing oh sorry the topic today I need to cough more hang on <coughs> How unattractive! It's, if, oh, yes, if, your, if, if your girlfriend were here today, imagine she would, what she, she, if, she would be disgusted with your if she phle- were here phlegmy today. Be- your phlegmy behaviour. How would she? Th- what would she possibly think? What would she say? Let, let, let's let, let's try. I, I, I'll do an impression. Ew. Did you like that? That was an extraordinary impression, Nick. <laughs> yes, I, I, was was able to, I was able to reach into my <laughs> full female voice capability there, and I don't think you've ever been more impressed you, with what me. What I think was so good is in just in that simple <laughs> syllable, you managed to extract the, um, the remnants of a Midlands accent combined with a South yes. Southern... T- uh, but more t- importantly, the increasingly disappointing contempt that she would have for you. As you, as you made that phlegmy sputumish sound, um, the topic today, John, if you'll allow me to enunciate, sorry, sorry. is: Do we in England still have any politicians who are honest now? Left, left. <laughs> that was beautiful. And that's the topic we shall. I think discuss. we shall discuss. I think we should discuss that topic <laughs> merely because I, I've forgotten it. It was so torturously. But what we're going to be discussing? Oh yes, be, 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 because John's imbibing. Is imbibing verboten? No, okay. it, be, be, because John's lady friend isn't here tonight. In, right. in her, her honour, in her honour, we'll be drinking after the, her tragic death. We'll be drinking the. Well, she 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 was resurrected. Though, that's, that's okay. True. We'll be drinking the rum that she bought us, which was the Pampero Anniversario. Still. I think the joint best run we've had. That's I said joint with the honey. The, the run, honey yes, run was absolutely. very good. And as I said, between the two of them, th- this was this was the ultraviolet to the honey rum's infrared, I think. Oh, yes, yeah, something like um, that. And we had both on the spectrum. So you take your little The graph. man who lives below our recording studio is hammering things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, you, I've told you not to lock people in your basement. <laughs> You should. You see that the door there actually goes down into his basement house. It's quite exciting. John, I think it's a bit insulting to call it his basement <laughs> his house. His basement dungeon. It's the, the house where I force him to live in the dark. <laughs> Sometimes I, throwing scraps. I give him a chair. That's not a chair, John. Those are the bones of the daughter that you killed. <laughs> That's in not front a... of him. <laughs> There's your bone chair. That's right, it's made of your own daughter. <laughs> he's, he's scratching on the ceiling, <laughs> thinking that just because I'm visiting him as a uh, as somebody who isn't a party to your crimes, he's are more for some reason call, call, the, the call, police. call the police. Call the police. <laughs> Little does he know that the Bath police are part of your cunning and evil. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I think uh, Stockholm Syndrome should kick in soon enough and... Uh... He'll be quite glad for my uh, 
kindly... Um... Well, I prefer Oslo Syndrome. Do you? Mm. Now I'm going to put this down on the table with a microphone. It's going to make a big noise. Everyone brace yourselves. See, that's the tiniest <laughs> noise in the world here. But I imagine on the podcast, well, that would uh, sound like an elephant crashing through the ceiling. Or, 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 or indeed, uh, an, an unwilling prisoner crashing through, <laughs> through the floor. That's right. Up into our studio. Well, I, I hope he, he, he doesn't interrupt our, our recording session, because that would be a, a bigger tragedy than what you did to his... His daughter. If Laura were here, we should offer her some of this uh, rum at the same time. But we can't. But she's she's not here, so we can't. No, it, it would be. Sad. If she wanted some, that glass there is free. And if 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 if, if <laughs> she were here, that would be what I would suggest. But I don't know. Does she like rum? I don't know. Is that the glass that had the coke and milk in it? Yes. Uh, John, <laughs> that might be a weird one to you. John, do you like? Uh, yes, I drink a coke and coke mixed with milk, <laughs> and it's called a brown cow. A brown cow now, brown cow. Well, most British people say how it is is not very good at all, but actually, it's quite nice. At home, try this. Get a sort of a third of a glass of milk and top it up with Coca Cola, not Diet Coke. For although John claims to be a super taster, he seems to be quite happy to eat. Oh no, I don't like, I don't like diet and coke. saccharin and margarine, as we found out. I don't like diet I, coke, as they would say, ich mir super taster. <laughs> I don't like diet coke. Well, okay, uh, are you? How's the uh, rum? Was that the rum you just downed? There? Yeah, I just downed the rum. <laughs> I just noticed you had something in a big pint glass, and you appeared to down it. But That's right, you, pint of rum. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Indeed. Um, well, let's let's try it again. How do you feel about chinking glasses? You're so bloody racist. Oh, we talked about this before. <laughs> How do I feel about chinking glasses? Chinking glasses. You, you, well, John, uh, if I think about men in basement and chinking glasses, I don't want to know what else you've been doing this week, frankly. But uh, no, um, I think it's a perfectly acceptable social affectation. I think it's awful. I hate it, I refuse to join. Right, it's awful, is it? it, it it's is banging it, glass it, together, it, that's a really bad idea. Well, let's do it. No, then. I refuse. John, I don't want to. I'm going to force you to. There. <laughs> it's a horrible noise that hurts my ear. Oh, and oh you're a superhero and it's now. Glass. <laughs> I'm, a super- Ew, I'm a superhero. You did it right by my ear in my defence as ooh, I was hiding ooh, my I, glass. I gently chinked your glass against mine somewhere in the metre of your <laughs> ear. Right. And that was enough to cause you pain. I'm not sure if I can still hear out my right ear. No. Oh, Sounds a faint and a faintening. No, it's perfectly all right to chink a yeah. glass. I don't like what, it. No, what I don't like is where it becomes a mathematical problem. Where you've got about <laughs> yes. seven, seven people in a room and you have to remember who yeah. you've chinked and whom you haven't But the crazy chinked. thing about that is you don't actually have to chink it. It's not like some harm is going to come to you if you don't chink one person. I think it is. That person will take umbrage. Will they? they will. Perhaps they shall fall dead on the spot. Anyway, you're such a hypocrite because mm. isn't it the, the guy in the basement didn't mm. didn't chink your glass, and that's why I ended up there. Just to say, oh, I don't think that anybody will be upset is ridiculous. I mean, it's enough to cause months of incarceration. So I think you really <laughs> need to reconsider your the reason apparent I'm... apparent phlegmatic attitude to this. Whereas in in reality, you turn into a demon, a demon <laughs> when you're not chinked. <laughs> it's still true. <laughs> I can't deny it. Yes, I didn't have a cough until this recording started. Well, that, that that's a cough of guilt. Jiminy Cricket is in your throat. <laughs> Can't you come out? John, you shouldn't love no. people. You shouldn't love people in your basement just because they didn't chink your glass. Uh, and you, you were a cricket in your throat. It's no, it's, it was him who told me to put it in the man in the basement in the first place. It was he who told Sorry, me. Sorry, I do apologise. Yes. Atrocious. <laughs> that would be great in court, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. It was he who yes. told me. Yes. <coughs> 
Really, what it is was his? No, no, stop. Me. What is all this coughing now? I think it's um, it's excitement more than anything. <laughs> it really is. is that how you manifest? All the yes. blood runs into my throat. That's <laughs> yes, right. I had to cough up some excited blood. <laughs> That's what I meant. I meant the blood runs into your throat around the wall. No, no. no. So it I'm... causes your throat to become erect. In other words, yes. Oh, I see. You're making that's why my neck stands on end. <laughs> so the blood runs into your throat and sort of squeezes it together. <laughs> so excited. I just can't hide it. When well, your Adam's have... apple would spring out. It's why I always have to wear a scarf in public to hide my embarrassing neck erections. Yes. Neck erect renections. No, There's no. something in there and I can't find it. Well, well, we we you you know the um the the Latin word for for neck, don't you? No, yes, you do. Oh, apparently I do. You do. What is it? I'll allow you to think about it. Neck. Hmm. This is good. This is good radio. It is. Everybody out there. Everybody. Ooh, out. Everyone, pens and paper ready. Everybody Write down out. your best guess of what the Latin for neck is. Well, I'll tell you what. There is. Uh, uh, here's how you should know. There is a neck to the womb. What's that called? Vagina. No. Oh, that means uh, so a sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> a neck. A neck or a neck wizard sleeve is what yeah. I'm trying to phrase. John, John, I remember. I remember that you drew a very complicated diagram of a clitoris once. That's what I did, uh, which looked like a sort of a bagel. But I want you to, <laughs> I want you to think. What, go further back. So you you you've climbed into the cave. Uh-huh. Uh, you've gone into Cheddar Gorge, and yes. at the back at the back wall, what with do you my see? My miner's helmet on, and my pink over and what, my shoulder. Don't go in there with a pick. That's un, unfair. But what do you see in the back wall? I've just had a, an epiphany. <laughs> the word just came into my head yes. from nowhere. Yes. I think the ghost of my dead girlfriend just has just spoken into my mind. It's like no. cervix. Well, t- yes, that's cervix. neck. Right. Cervix okay. is neck. Okay. So that's your cer- You have a cervix. Right. And and that explains why my head is a vagina. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your mouth. <laughs> but yes, cervix is, is, is the Latin for, for neck. So everybody is like, it's, it's, it's like Sesame Street. <laughs> cervix! Cervix! Everybody, you can say cervix too! Everybody has a cervix! <laughs> Did Michael Jackson do Yes, um... Michael Jackson was the voice of Elmo. <laughs> I only like boy cervixes. <laughs> service, sorry, serv- it would service be servi- service services. Services. <laughs> Elmo! Elmo likes the cervix best. <laughs> uh, That's the fun thing about being getting close to an Elmo voice is you can say awful things and make yes. people very upset. And you could think it also could be Michael Jackson. Yes, that's true. And you can't libel the dead. You can't. No, everything you say about the dead is automatically true. <laughs> that's <just> a fact. <laughs> that's why you can't libel just the dead. It becomes fact. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's a quantum effect. <laughs> right, Did you know that? that? I heard that Michael Jackson invented the radio. <laughs> Bang! He did. Marconi <laughs> rewrite the history books. Yes. <laughs> Didn't Mar- Marconi steal the idea for the radio? Yeah, isn't it? the case he did. Always... Yes, he did. That is correct. He did steal. No it. one's ever invented or stolen every, uh, created anything that they claim to. No, the the John Logie Bear didn't create the television. Alexander Graham Bell stole it from a patent office. The idea for a telephone. Correct, etc. Uh, yes, uh, thieves uh, and cats. Uh, and believe and video. Didn't kill the radio star That's either. That's true. Did Tim Berners-Lee not invent the World Wide Web? 
Well, as much as he didn't take a patent out of it, yes, he did. Anybody who actually tries to take a patent out is basically right. saying, I'm a big liar and I'm feeling very insecure. One of the kids in the youth... In as much, in as much as, he, in as, much as he, he, di- he didn't invent hypertext and all that sort of stuff, but what we know is the web today and things like URLs and basic HTML, which is based on SGML, he did. But again, right. as we always talk about things, he, he invented it, but in a sense he didn't invent it. He was just stood on the shoulders of what everybody yeah, else had done yeah. and made a modification. But he would say that too, wouldn't he? He's yes, of course. Yes, he would. Uh, <coughs> and did you know what? He's he's a, he's a crispy. Is he? He's a very much I didn't a crispy. Know that. Well, one of the kids in the, one of the kids in the youth group I used to run, slightly confused, told me that Tim Berners Lee could have been his dad, because his mum, before she met his actual dad, dated Tim Berners Lee. Well, and, well, um, only, and I was like, only if, no, only if, only if Tim, only if Tim Berners Lee's sperm had been <laughs> injected directly into his vas deferens just before his actual father ejaculated, <laughs> and that sperm happened to win the race. <laughs> And the that's egg true. that was coming down the fallopian yeah. tube happened to be the same egg. Then that maybe, is what but happened. that's sort of a philosophical point because if it happened at a different time mm-hmm. in utero, it would have been a very different situation. For example, the cocoa pops that the mum ate whilst she was pregnant yes. would have been different cocoa pops to the cocoa pops she would have eaten later on when she'd become pregnant with with him. So he would have been made up by different atoms. So would he, would he have been the same boy? Ooh, interesting. Would he have been the same boy, even though his brains would have been different atoms? My mum eats muesli. That means I'm made of muesli atoms. Yes. That's rubbish. I'm only made of muesli. You are. You're made of muesli. It would be awful if there were a qualified biologist in the room. Yes. Hearing us say this. Can't stay quiet any longer. <laughs> did, did you like my impression? <laughs> it was amazing. It's I so my good voice. that voice. <laughs> I say Godle of Gear Oh Ray Allen died didn't he that's sad it is but sad. apparently Lord Charles is still alive which is kind of Prince funny. Charles is still alive Lord no, Charles not. who it's puppet Ray Allen's puppet I was doing a bad ventriloquist puppet joke I had a very scary vision of a ventriloquist puppet who was still alive that's of course the product of every horror film absolutely it? Lord Charles is that the name of him I think it was not he because he, he Ray Allen Ray, you say, you said Ray Charles is still alive Ray I've forgotten who ever the Simon Craig Charles is still Craig alive. Craig Charles is still alive. Sadly, you can libel the alive, so I shan't say what I was about to say about <laughs> Craig Charles. I saw this amazing Rakefield today. Actually, it was uh, he was exonerated of all. I, 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 I didn't say anything. I saw this amazing oh, okay. Rakefield yeah. um, outside this um, stately home, and it was, it was very pretty. You went to a stately home today, didn't you? We we went to a stately home today, and Victoria was so furious. <laughs> I do not want to look a stately home. There was a bed. She said, "If if there is a mangle in the kitchen, yes, the stately home, I'm going to yes. scream. I better, there would be a mangle." <laughs> But there was a butter churn, so <laughs> <laughs> and, and and technically it, it, it was the butler's it, it was the butler's pantry. So, uh, so all in all, I I still won the bet. <laughs> but do you know how much it costs to get into the stately home? I do, but tell me, and I'll act shocked. It was ten pounds. How much? Ten pounds to walk on stately home, and yeah, they, there was a there was a voluntary donation of one pound on top of that. <laughs> a bonus opportunity to pay. Yes, which they charged you by default. <laughs> Uh, and and she and I asked for it to be removed, and they were quite miffed. I don't think anybody had ever done it before. <laughs> it's like when you go into churches or cathedrals, and it says a voluntary churches, churches, churches. Thank you. There's a voluntary. Mm. Nobody three. will know why. I did well, that. I, I was earlier on. I wanted to say, if this were really happening, what would you think? Mm. Um, anyway, um, so everyone knows. Everyone knows every Chris Morris quote ever, don't they? Yes. If proof um, be need be, um, but I, do you get genuinely cross when you see people say if pr- proof if proof is needed? Yeah. I get genuinely angry well, each time I see there's an opportunity to say if they say if would they really say if proof is needed? Would they say proof because is. that's not the subjunctive? It would be if proof be needed anyway. 
Because you're saying, you're you're saying hypothetically it is or isn't, and I suggest. Oh, okay. Should but, but I'm should sure proof be needed, or if proof yes. be needed? But it should be proof if proof be need be. If proof be need be, of course, because that's of course. correct. That was Rebecca Front who said that. It is. And yes. what happened to her next? Um, she went on to be in the thick of it. Well, not next. Yes. Well, the next. That, that, that's the most important thing she did next. She did. She did a lot of rubbish, and then she did. She was also. She did some good things. For example, she was in People Like Us. Of she course. played the solicitrix, mm-hmm. and so on. So she's she's done. She's. I am always. I'm always pleased when I see her in something. Cause I think, yeah. oh, she, she's she's kept in work. Dune McKeegan's done less. Well, she hasn't. She swam across the channel, and which she did. She's and then she was on QI. And she was on. Uh, she obviously had Smack the Pony. Yeah. Talking of which, Richard Herring said the other day that he went out with Sally Phillips. I heard that as well. Oh! No, you not kissed, lovely you, Sally Phillips. You kissed Sally Phillips. I you did snog kiss her. her. I didn't snog her. You did. Like, she kissed me on the cheek. She's a Christian. She is now. Yeah. I don't think she was when she dated <laughs> no, Richard you, you infected her. He, he changed, he put her off not being a Christian. No, no, no. When you, kiss, <laughs> when you, when you kissed her, she got the reckon? virus. Yes. She, she got, kissed me on the cheek. I didn't kiss Oh, we kissed you did the cheek kiss you. She, she got the crispy virus. Do you think so? Do you think you yes. caught it off me? Yes, she caught wow. Christianity off you. That's bizarre. Wouldn't that be amazing? But she's a good wouldn't that, be, a, wouldn't that be ama- wouldn't that be amazing after all the two thousand years of of um, vi- of violence and Christianity trying to convert everybody? Yes. Imagine they could just kiss them on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> You're saved. <laughs> yes. Oh. It's like you can throw your voice and talk two different voices at the same time. Judas was much maligned. He had to do what he did. I f- I feel even some more sorry for the other Judas. There were two Judases of disciples: Judas Iscariot and just Judas. Yeah. And like poor old Judas, no one remembers him. <laughs> well, and everyone, do, if you hear about him, you just assume he was the baddie. He wasn't the baddie. It's like saying a wasp is a baddie. I know. I completely agree with you. How you know? You wouldn't be saved if it weren't for Judas. I know. So you know, he had to he do. It his was. Part. It was like a dung beetle. You know, right. you don't like the dung beetle what he has to do but he plays his role in the True. scheme of things I do like the way dung beetles push their little balls of dung though and they look very pretty actually yeah. the balls because they make them perfectly symmetrical and they, they there was a wonderful um, bit on Mythbusters where they showed this Japanese art of making very shiny beautiful balls out of just rubbish out of dust and mud and so on and you, you spend days and days and days rolling them in your hand and buffing them polishing them and polishing them this was in order to check the myth of whether you could polish a turd. <laughs> in the end, I think they found lion poo was the best for, oh, yes. for, for making it. It looked like a beautiful kind of marble ball. They slightly confused myth with uh, metaphor. Yes. <laughs> but you found you could, you could polish a turd. That's good. And they used a special machine which detected the polishedness. That they really have run out of myths now, haven't they? Yes. yes. They've done all the myths left. They're just having to go to sli- uh, turns of phrase. Yes, turns of phrase busters. <laughs> well, I find disappointing is that um, there is like when ever, anyone says innuendo, yeah, you, you know what the correct response is? Uh, something to do with misunderstanding the apparent preposition that isn't in the word. You go in your endo. Yeah, <laughs> see that's hilarious. That's, that's what very I said. funny. Yeah, it's good. But then I can't remember the other word that I'm complaining about, so I have to stop this idea now. Quick, rescue me! Quick, say something funny. Uh, why did the chicken cross the road? I don't imagine it did. Probably you'd get killed. It didn't. It didn't make it. Lived in a pen. <laughs> you see that? I'm, I'm not good at jokes. No, no. That's no. true. I asked you to tell me a you joke. Told me, last time you made me tell my favourite joke. And you did tell a joke about yes. the, the petrol in a car mm-hmm. or something. Which I still don't think is good enough to be a favourite joke. I'm it's sorry. I just like The reason I like it is it's it's it does everything a joke should do. It's kind of... Um, Oh you my know, god, we've only done 20 minutes. Time goes much slower at night, doesn't it? <laughs> Sorry, am I boring you? You are so dull. 
Like, carry, carry on with your boring No, I can't be bothered. Like. I think we should talk about this. I don't like it when people say quicker. Why not? Because it should be more quickly. Give me an example. Um, I can do it much quicker this way. Really? And what if I say, the quicker fox jumped over the lazy dog? Well, that's fine. But I can do you it You said you don't like it when way. people say quicker. No, no, no. And no, I no, just no, said, no, that's wait. fine. Uh, Case closed. Uh, You're in prison. Oh, wow, that was a harsh sentence. <laughs> You're in your basement. In my own basement, torturing myself. Yes. So I don't like that. Why? Because more quickly, it's much more elegant. Surely you can defend that. What's interesting is, in German, mm-hmm. it's never more anything. It's everything er. So you would say schnell, schneller. Okay. Or if you wanted to say, um, I don't know, big uh, fame, which means comfortable, and you say comfortable, big fame er. Hmm. And there's no, there is no more. You put, uh, even if it's a 20-syllable word, you would say something, 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 uh. You see, now, we, we condemn the French. Uh, right, we, we do. Rightly yeah, condemn because, them because the English of, uh, hate them very you know, much. Because of Catch saint dix Neuf, which is unacceptable. saint dix Neuf is unacceptable. Well, there's a lot about French that is unacceptable. It, it, it took a perfectly good Romance language and gated it up beyond acceptability. <laughs> Why is uh, German acceptable with its extensive words? Um, they're not really extensive words, that's the thing. Yeah? No, what they are is they're just sentences that they forgot to put the, <laughs> put spaces, the spaces in. in. <laughs> now, there is a reason. Um, I, what it is, it's, it's like a, a packet of information which is, which is easier to carry around as one. Mm-hmm. So when you put lots of books together and you hold them, you balancing Bibles under your chin. Right under your chin, yeah. And, that's and you of, put another one in. Yeah, yeah another exactly. Another. Now, why don't you just go back and get a new, a new Bible each time and do it? Because you don't want to. Because actually, although it's cumbersome and inelegant, actually carrying them all at once is I, easier. I hate making two trips, no matter how short a trip may be. I, I think, I think, I'll see the potential of having to do a second I trip think, as an affront I think against my I think very soul. I think that's to do with your chromosomes. Because, do you think so? Because Victoria thinks that's ridiculous, and every lady I've met also thinks it's ridiculous, but I agree with you. I will go into the boot yes. of the car, and I will start putting <laughs> bags underneath <laughs> on my shoulder. I, 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 I my them, ear. I'm, I'm not joking, but I, I put them in my mouth. Yes. I hold a bag in my mouth. <laughs> I put it in my... I, I, and I, it's off my, my wrist is being pulled off by the weight of it and it's <laughs> garroting me I'm, I'm being crucified with plastic bags and I but if I have to make and then of course you know the big problem is you suddenly you've got everything you've balanced this yes. and you're barely able to move what well, with all the accoutrement hanging off your every limb and a fixture mm-hmm. and then you realise you've got to close the boot oh no not close the boot and then what you do is you kind of have to do this your balancing leg, your leg comes up you do this balancing then you hope you pull it down and you the, the end of your tip of your finger sort of falls in <laughs> And then you end up having to put down a bag on the floor oh. and you have to give up. And then you close the booth and you pick up the bag again. Of course, by this time, it's true, you could have come back <laughs> yeah, four right. times. Yes. But that that would be would utterly an isolating a failure, and a failure. A failure. Exactly. A failure. It would have been a total disgrace and basement worthy. I agree. And I'm glad you went straight to getting shopping at the booth because that would be my primary example. Yes. My secondary example would be carrying dirty crockery from one room to another. Mm. I want to do it in one trip or I'm not doing it at all. That really angers me. <laughs> I know. It really angers me, and and if and invariably there's no trace, so one has to improvise. But also, when I'm making a cup of so I make a cup of tea, and I I'm, I make myself a cup of tea as well. Let's mm-hmm. say, and then I realise maybe I'm bringing up a Kit Kat, and then she'll say, "Oh, can you also bring up I don't know, um, bring up something the else." Microwave. Like, no, she'll say, "Bring bring up the the baby's toy or whatever." Okay. 
So at that point, I've got to carry two cups of tea, mm-hmm. uh, chocolate and baking sauce. I hope, have I got a pocket? I can put the chocolate in the oh, pocket yes. as long as it doesn't melt too much. And then I suddenly realise we, we've got another guest. So I've got three cups to, to carry around. <laughs> so I've got to kind of balance the two cups in the one hand and they're quite full and I'm walking really slowly and this is getting really hot because my knuckle is pressing against the hot, oh, yeah, the hot the mug. Hot dog, yeah. and, then, and then it's sloshing about and my hands start shaking yeah. and God forbid I should walk into the other room with the two mugs, one in each hand and then go back and fetch oh, yeah. it. But yeah, I will not allow that to happen because that would be a big, big tragedy, a bigger tragedy than all the famine in every African country that has ever been. <laughs> I agree entirely. Uh, and, Absolutely. Uh, and, and then, of course, when I get in to the lounge, which is maybe four footsteps away, um, yes. and then I've got to suddenly decamp. Well, how am I going to put these down? Yeah, because right. there's going to be a scalding tragedy, whatever happens. So I just have to decide who will be, whom will be scalded yes not, right. not, not, not whether somebody would be scalded so by that point um, I'm feeling very proud of myself yeah. that I've managed to arrive in the next room but slightly panicking knowing that tragedy is about to commence and I hope that happens to you as well oh, absolutely does although at some point I feel like when you've got your, each finger is hooked into a different yes. mug and every <laughs> knuckle is being scalded in terrible pain yes. and at some point you should just go oh sod it and just drop everything yes. <laughs> smash on the thing it's so rewarding just to give up yes. oh I give up well that would be the only honourable way out like a kamikaze harakiri way out I think is you just drop everything yeah, don't, right. don't say I'm going to put it back on the kitchen counter and then actually give in yeah. and make the second trip because that, that would be an utter failure um the same thing happens when you're when you're you know you've you've packed you've, you're taking stuff on holiday or whatever and you've got more than one baggage and you want to take it to the car or whatever mm-hmm. you you really do have to hold them both even if they're both very heavy. oh absolutely you yeah. can't go up up and down and up and down and go and fetch them that's mm, true have you ever unshopped I was in the Sainsbury's the other day and I was filled my basket with various goodies mm-hmm. and then at a certain point I thought. Do I have my wallet with me? And I'd left my wallet at home. I had to walk around Sainsbury's and put everything in my basket back where it goes. I could have just dropped the basket on the floor and run. I realised that was an option, but I didn't. But I was really, I was really self-conscious of doing this, thinking everyone, everyone's going, everyone in the shop obviously is watching me and is going to be wondering why I'm putting things back. So I was like trying to palm uh, asparagus back into the thing and like, yeah. <laughs> so get some chicken breast. Mm, no, like no, I don't think I'll have these like after all. <laughs> bus to Keats in joke, but playing a film back in reverse. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I was very kind of like nonchalant. Oh no, mm, yes, no. I don't think I'll need some honky honky oh, tonk piano. I think I'll pop this empty it. basket back in the pile. Yes. <laughs> and off I go back home. That was a lovely day out. Thank you, Mister Waitrose, for a charming, charming yes. bit of exercise. It's true. When you're at supermarkets, are you lazy? For example, if you suddenly realise that you don't need the item you've got, but you're going to pick up the item from another shelf, do you put the item that you've got Ooh. on an unrelated shelf because you can't be bothered to go back? Now, I tend to feel too guilty about that and go back. Mm-hmm. However, um, I am quite a fan of putting the most irrelevant object in the most uh, disjointed place. Right. Now, I had a ha- I used to live with a guy many years ago. Um, oh, of- did you? That was very open-minded of you. I thought that Christians generally frowned on that sort of thing. Well, when I was in my homosexual relationship with Jay. No, living with somebody. I know That's you can have a homosexual relationship, but you know, sharing um, the bills is ridiculous. I was a student, and I was a student at university. For did not Jesus say, the gas bill shall be in thy name alone? He did say that. Exactly. But well, then you've got to do hermeneutics. When he said gas bill, he was actually talking about coke gas and not about natural of gas. Of course, exactly. So, there you so go. now when you apply that to the modern era. It's fine. Good. It's fine. So no, I was living at a student house. Having a, a homosexual relationship with, with, a, guy with called, a guy called yeah. Jake. Yeah. And, um, and we, he would just, in supermarkets, for no reason at all, without saying anything, wouldn't draw any attention to the fact that he was doing it, but very deliberately would pick up 
one thing and just carry it with him for a bit and then just put it down somewhere else. And he just mixed, he liked to mix up supermarkets. Did he have a, a, a mental disorder? No, 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 there was he nothing. He didn't have Alzheimer's. He wasn't doing it and it wasn't... It wasn't an OCD. What you thought, what you thought was, was acute affectation. It was a tragic precursor to a prion disease. He just genuinely liked the idea of someone finding um, ketchup in the apples and stuff like that. It just seemed to please him, this idea of... Uh, like Jack Woolley on the arches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I heard some of the arches the other day. That is um, of course you heard program. some of the arches. You can't, <laughs> can't, you can't survive it. not hearing some of the arches. So, as I said on this podcast before, there is a vortex. I've noticed that there, there are now there's a new addition to my uh, Radio Four curse. The vortex. What the, is the, it? The, 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 there's the, there's the time portal vortex that forces it to be two o'clock or seven o'clock yeah. when I walk into my kitchen. Even if I go get up at six in the morning and walk through, and it's somehow seven in the evening. The yeah. arches is on. Um, then there's the money box live curse, which I think everyone suffers from. Which no matter how <laughs> impossibly likely it is a half hour program in a week Yes. You're guaranteed to hear Moneybox Live. And what are they be to our American listeners? Give a what will oh, they be talking about? Okay. about here is here charges is, on a credit card. Here is my impression of here's my, what they do on Moneybox Live. They sit in their in their the production team will sit in their room, um, and they will sit there and go, okay, right, what can we talk about where we won't only get calls from the uh, from the extremely elderly? <laughs> <laughs> um, student loans. Let's talk about stu- video we, games and, and got, the VAT on video games. Student we've loans. got to get calls on on VAT on video games and student loans that from the younger people. Okay, let's go. On. And they go. My great great grandson has just started at university, and I was hoping. And you're gonna hear them go. Oh, say the question. No, oh, well, usually, usually they give up and just start talking about pensions. And <laughs> that's right. Okay, we'll discuss pensions. <laughs> yeah. It's all you're interested in. Mm. And they go, ah, that's what I was phoning about anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So yes, that's Moneybox Live. Moneybox Live. But there's a new addition to this uh, crime, oh which is Lenny Henry. <laughs> what? Lenny Henry, Lenny as Henry, far as I remember, I was a... is a stand-up comic from the television. Not a very good one. No, not, no. A, very, not a funny man at all. Do you know what he used to do? He used to make funny laughs. Yes, he did. Yes. He was a funny laugh merchant. Yes, he did. He played a character called Felix, didn't he? He also used to make fun of people who had Jamaican accents. He used to find that amusing. But he was allowed to because of the melanin content. Well, I think he's Jamaican, isn't he? So he's well, fa- I think he's second no, generation. No, you, you racist. Second generation Jamaican. He's not Jamaican. He's he British. Not? Oh, sorry, I do. He comes from Dudley. But it's, I You're second, such a racist. I said second generation Jamaican. Oh, so I'll never be British to you. We'll always be <laughs> Jamaican. Right. And I think you should go back there as well. You're such a racist. <laughs> but we think. always knew you were. <laughs> That's all so coming you out hate, now. So you hate Lenny Henry because he's black. I hate him because he's black. Uh, yeah, and oh, you say, but he is how, quite funny. How dare? How dare? <laughs> well, they they some they sometimes are. How, <laughs> How how dare he appear on my lovely white radio station? <laughs> That's right. I tune into Radio Four to hear Moneybox Live in the Arches, and I would not have foreigners with the pale Vincent Duggleby. <laughs> That's right. Not the swarthy, pasty, translucent white Peter White. <laughs> <laughs> Although he doesn't know. That's true. He has no idea. He, he could be any colour, yes. couldn't he? Yes, he could. We should paint him blue, and you'd never find out. <laughs> you no, know, like a like a big fat blind Smurf. <laughs> Come along. <laughs> in the last episode, we made ourselves laugh for getting to the sentence. Oh, I, I, that's I, I, why I, I, the Jews hate the universe. Which was oh, great. I, oh, I, I have, a, I have a, just to piss people off again. Yeah. I have a, a, another tranny anecdote. Oh but, no! <laughs> oh no! Related to the National Trust, but carry on. Okay, we'll get back to that. Yes. Um, uh, yes, Lenny Henry. For some reason, is now on every other program on Radio Four. So yeah. there's a new sitcom with him on. Which guess what? There's lots of uh, people uh, being um, not funny. Oh, no, but the, the, oh, well, is that horrible. Rudy's Romantic Records or something? something like that? It's really yeah, it's, it's about three generations. It sounds, 
It's, it it, he's, like... he's, he's broken out of his, what you would call, comfort zone, because it's about yeah. three generations of a Jamaican family That's right. <laughs> owning a record shop and playing right. reggae and but so on. But it sounds, it's like, it is Desmond's. Do you remember yes, Desmond's? Yes. Which already felt horribly dated when it, it was It felt on. terribly dated. 10, 15 yeah, years ago. Yeah, it felt like a 70s and yeah. 60s notion. And it's like, it's like that and another 15 years later. It, 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 Rudy's Something Records is it, an yeah. embarrassing programme. Cool. And then he's on doing documentaries and he had a 15-minute programme on every... It's like... And then he talks about he's, his Shakespeare. He's oh yes, he does, doesn't he? He's not. I have not. I genuinely have nothing against Henry Henry. He's never really made me laugh. And, and obviously we. Can, and he had to put up with Dawn French for a long I time. I like Dawn French. We've been over this before. I know you do, but you shouldn't. Um, but he's just now nothing. But now he's always on the radio and never done the radio. So he's joined the Archers and Moneybox Live. <laughs> yes, listening of Radio Four Curses. He probably he's probably Jenny Murray and presents Women's Hour as well. <laughs> That's then. right. Yes. But yes, Theophilus P. I can't really, Wildebeest. <laughs> Theophilus P. Wildebeest. Yeah. See, I thought that was very funny when I was younger when he did the so did Dance I. with Tom Jones on Comic Relief. But then I also thought that uh, Phil Cool was funny. Oh, yes, Phil Cool, who could okay. pull wacky faces. I thought he was a good girl, no? Yeah. He was. And then I thought I thought Jasper Carrot was funny. So did I, as yeah. you remember. But again, as I said when I came here, I, well, I thought he was Australian or something, because I never heard that accent. <laughs> oh, right. What accent is that? What it's else did mi- you find funny that you shouldn't have? You shouldn't do I didn't mind... No, it's weird, because I knew that the two Ronnies weren't really funny. Right. But I, I sort of thought I would be comforted if I did. Oh, okay. In a weird way. I thought, this is obviously what this culture likes, and they seem inoffensive, <laughs> so I'll sort of play along. But actually, they're pretty crap. And that's what I thought when I came here. Because in 88 and 89, they were still playing the two Ronnies, possibly slightly, you know, they're, they're, they're clip shows where they'd repeat stuff they'd done yeah, in the that's 70s right, yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I used to I used to sort of enjoy... I felt some comfort on a Friday, but mm. I didn't actually like them very much, I suppose I would say. Little and large, I remember. There was a, there was a, a, uh, there was a sitcom starring... Um, what's his name? Gr- Griff Rhys-Jones' as well, Mel... Griff Rhys Jones's erstwhile partner. Oh, uh, Mel Smith. Mel Smith, yes. And, really? Yeah, and, and the sitcom was called Collins Sandwich, and it was actually a, it was a very good sitcom. Oh, yeah. I remember it being Hard to find about that now. about a guy who worked in British Rail Complaints Department, but uh, he was actually a struggling author of horror, okay. struggling horror author, and I just remember it being really good. And oh. I've heard others people say it, and it was so kind of unknown at the mm. time. Just about a slightly grumpy man, and it, it was one of those grump coms. Where the, but the grumpy man was played well, um, and nobody will have heard of it. But yeah. yeah, see if you can actually track it down. Colin Sandwich. Colin's Sandwich. Sandwich. See mm. if you can track it down. Okay. Maybe it'll be on Love Film or something. Yes, yes. but I doubt you'll find it. I'm going to regret asking this. Yes. Uh, tell me about the transvestite you saw, Nick. Well, no, it was it, it, in the uh, in in this uh, National Trust property that we saw mm-hmm. today. And inside the drawing room with, of course, every National Trust property has the drawing room with the hand-painted 19th century Chinese wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And there was a kind of, obviously a very Tory lady there, a a, a real lady with, you know, the the Wellington boots sort of scarf Tory lady. Oh, was she wearing, um, what do they call those jackets? Yeah, that's all about a deep I'm always called them yucky jackets. I wonder if you could tell me about this um, amazing Jacobean dresser that we have. Like the French and Saunders characters, Uh, yes. Speaking to this seven-foot lady, yes, um, who who was standing there um, with about size fifty feet <laughs> in the most ridiculous high heels. Yeah, well, this is. Well, what was extraordinary about this, this, yeah. this, 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 this tri- and and you know, the, actually, to, to give to give her credit, mm-hmm. 
Um, the uh, the the dress she was wearing was very elegantly tailored and so on. Mm -hmm. But then she'd slapped on the makeup as if she were a clown. Right. And that, that's it's almost a sad thing because it's it's like it's attention to detail that's important. I think so. Mm -hmm. If you if if you want to present yourself, as we said, uh, yes. as a woman, you know. It's it's sad when you miss at the last mile, isn't it? Because you know <laughs> you you you've you've got the good suit, you've had it well tailored to your form and so on. But then you plaster on the makeup as a clown. But what I enjoyed was this this Tory lady was asking about the Jacobean um, yeah. furniture and so on. And the the, the uh, and and in in normal situations in, in and this was in a small town where you know fox hunting was still very much wanted. Mm -hmm. In normal circumstances, of course, the uh, she, this Tory lady would have utter contempt. For the, this transsexual lady, yes, but of course, because it was transvestite or transsexual, I think it was transsexual. Oh, okay. I think it was pretty much. It wasn't just that the person was putting on ladies' sure, clothing; yeah. it was yeah, clearly okay. wanted to be. Okay, I okay, just yeah. didn't. Yeah, didn't bother doing the voice properly, or right. hadn't gotten enough hormones, sure. or whatever. But it was quite nice to see that um, because it was about national trust and Georgian dresses. Yeah. They, they had a, it brings everyone it together. Brought everyone together, and she was in charge. Uh, of course, the trans, trans transsexual lady was in charge. Mm -hmm. Because he had the badge on and was showing everybody, showing around and answering questions. And I thought it was quite nice that, um, in a sense, she was the authority here. Yes. And the, and the Tory lady had to be slightly subservient to her, which, yeah, which, nice. I, which I quite enjoyed. Now, attention to detail. The, what, what also brought that to mind was we stayed in a British hotel last night. I was going to ask you about hotels. Yeah. Only, I feel like we've only got we've only got about five minutes left. Well, that's okay. I mean, we stayed in a horrible British hotel. We we had a, we, uh, a wedding, and the wedding was very nice. But the hotel, which was near the wedding, um, was just this typical, you know, slightly musty. The carpet had a tear in it in the corridor, which looked like it had had insulation tape on it, but the insulation tape had come off. It stank of this kind of sickly, sweet air freshener, like you might find in a morgue. And you know the and then so you walked in and found that the, the wallpaper was just slightly peeling, yeah, and the woodwork was slightly scuffed, you know, mm -hmm. and we gave Judith a bath in the bath, yes, and we said, hmm, Judith, uh, you you haven't sprouted big black hairs, have you? Has she reached puberty already? No, big no. black hairs, and and no, it was a little present left in the bath <laughs> underneath a... the bath mat from the previous oh, nice. of it. I thought, and of course the heating was on. Uh, of course, well, of and course. you couldn't turn it off. A chilly day. Yes, <laughs> and you couldn't turn it <laughs> off. And you know, I thought, well, attention to detail. It was sad that you know they they tried to do certain things nicely, yeah. like they offered coffee in the in the lobby and that kind of thing. Yeah. But you know, at where the, the detail bit, like not having peeling wallpaper and not having hairs in the bath and not leaving the heating on, they just couldn't quite get right. Mm -hmm. And that's what this uh, trans transsexual lady's face reminded me of. It says, "Oh, you, know, you that tried." Sounds terrible. No, but it's sad. No, but it's going to get angry comments. No, I'm saying very good if you're going to do anything. But if you're going to do something, be it run a hotel or yes. change your sex. Yes, do it properly. Do it properly and pay attention to the details. The details are almost more important than the substance. So, you know, before you start lopping things off, get somebody to show you how to put makeup on. Before you start giving coffee in the lobby, yes. make sure that there's no hair in the bath. Okay. You know, I think that should be the moral of today's, today's sermon. I can't wait for the comments on this one. Well, I'm only doing it because everybody completely missed the point entirely and yes. got very angry last time. So I shall, I shall continue rubbing people's face. <laughs> Even if it is caked in far too much foundation and has the most ridiculous crimson shade of lipstick on. I was going to ask you a question about a hotel and I can't remember what it was. So imagine I've asked you the question. Tell me what your answer would be. 
I think that I would prefer, since you've asked this yeah. question, mm-hmm. to stay in a very bland American corporate hotel that oh. nevertheless had the yeah. mod cons in Absolutely. it that I wanted and the cleanliness. Yeah. Even if it were utterly bland and prefabricated, then in some quirky oh. B&B which had springs coming out of the bed, <laughs> but right. nevertheless had a quilt with a picture of a kitten on it. <laughs> so that's my answer to the question. I agree. I couldn't have asked a more personal question. I want, I, I, want, I want bland and effective rather yes. than quirky and 100% paper. agree. What is the, my question, my actual question was, what is the first thing you do when you enter an American hotel room? Because obviously, you, if you're the same answer the same as mine, it's physically impossible in a British hotel room. <laughs> well, you know, one, one can do that in any hotel room. <laughs> as long as the blinds are pulled down. There is a strange hotel room compulsion in that department we shouldn't discuss on the podcast. Is there? I've noticed a number of people talk about this. In fact, is Richard there? Herring's talking about I beg this your as well. Pardon, what, what compulsion? What are you talking about? To have a look in the minibar. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. You have to look in the minibar because... That's right. But, be, but you feel a bit naughty because you mustn't touch. Mustn't touch because <laughs> they've got the, 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 the weight <laughs> the sensors. The burglar alarm will go off and you'll be thrown... <laughs> right. you'll, be, you'll be thrown into the hotel's basement. <laughs> No, but what is the well, genuinely when you go into a hotel room? It, what's the kind of your your first port of call? What's your priority for making it comfortable for you? Well, uh, well, I'll, I'll look. At, well, I don't know if it's the first, but the, you know, what do you do? You look in the bathroom and make mm-hmm. sure that everything there's okay. Um, you possibly pull the rubbish off the beds, make sure the air conditioning is on all the right. All those seventy-five <laughs> tubular yeah, cushions. Yes, exactly. They insist on that. And you'll jump on the bed and just make sure it's nice. It's <laughs> nice. You will pull pull the air conditioning temperature that, right down. That was my first thing. And exactly. the first thing I do, I make a beeline for the air conditioning. I turn it down to the lowest temperature it can reach. Oh, the first thing oh, I do. It's so, it's so sweet. You've never been to a hotel with a lady. <laughs> Because if you try doing that when there's a lady, she will execute you before. That's true. She'll stab you with a, a You free must not make apple. the room cooler if there's a lady in tow because she doesn't like air conditioning. That's I don't why. care who it is, she doesn't. That's why I shall not tolerate ladies. <laughs> no. None, never. That's why you had the relationship with a gentleman. That's your, right. your housemate, because at least you could My turn your air Jay, exactly. You could, could turn the air conditioning down, down to whatever else together. No, ladies generally, uh, and this is the truth, ladies, whether they're trans sexual or born like that do not like air conditioning turned down low this is disgraceful because it should be as cold as it can go it should then you can go underneath oh, the blanket oh snuggle under the duvet. oh I've had that oh. argument oh have you I've had that argument it doesn't work it doesn't work Mother you Gaia and, 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 and green and all that nonsense if stuff, it's so. too warm in the hotel room you can't unsnuggle under the unduvet <laughs> no, it's, it's not fair you can, you can snuggle under the under the cool <laughs> the, the coolant <laughs> the cool wrap you climb into the minibar <laughs> yes. why, you, why not just have a go to the bath. ice machine down the hall and fill the bath ice machine like a British hotel would have I'm talking well I mean, air conditioning either so I'm talking <laughs> yes. about American hotels obviously <laughs> our ground floor hotel room had, had, had a window that half opened oh that's nice Yes, just to stop you from throwing yourself out on the yes. ground floor. Yes, uh, as I was saying to you in the car, but I listened some time. There was also because we had to have the the uh, window open, and there was a church next door which told yeah. every fifteen minutes right. Through, you might not know that it was quarter past. Through the morning, I want to know it was quarter past <laughs> three right. in the morning. Yeah, that's right, everyone. And so whole, did my baby. Whole village. Yes, yes. <laughs> you just sit up and go? Oh, excellent! Quarter past three. <laughs> it's time to wake. You reminded me of something that's been driving me mad recently. I'm glad. And all my life has driven me mad. And cool. indeed, when I used to work in radio, it drove me even madder. Mm-hmm. Um, when people, callers on the air, go, they, so a programme which has phone people phoning in. First time caller. Oh no, first long time listener, oh, first time caller. I'm a bit nervous. 
how are you? <laughs> yes, I'm fine. Thank you. But they do to, to, to which Dimbleby does the radio for one? Is it Jonathan or David? Edward Dimbleby does the radio. <laughs> yeah, and and they and they sort of go, hi, how are you? All right? Yes, yes, thank you. We have uh, quite a few callers. On. <laughs> yeah, I was just 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 calling. Oh, are we? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, you can go. On. I've got a question. No, no, here's the. Can here's, I ask you a question? Yes, please ask the. Um, we are. I, okay, I, I was, I was just going. I, I was, I, I, um, the, I, I, I was just. That, uh, I was just going to ask. Yes, could you? Yeah. Uh, I think the question. Um, oh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm dead, dead, dead. <laughs> Uh, and, 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 but you and, missed out the key line, and the well, key line is, as I was just saying to your producer, you, not, don't say that. No, don't you've got to, say you've got to, as I was just you've, saying you've, to your you've producer. You've got to pretend that they've also just come on air in a nice. Just, you just of, picked up the phone to them. Yes. Hello? Has that ever happened on talk radio? What's that? That you know where people they do just uh, answer. Oh, they, yeah, answer um, live. Uh, Nick Abbott used Nick to do Clinic. what he called a light, lightning round, where he'd take calls straight off the fo- off the phones. Yeah, but um, obviously with a ten second. Delay. Tommy Boyd would do a oh, seven second delay. Tommy Boyd did a show called The Human Zoo, which was a two two or three hours of just non stop calls straight off the phones. Um, but yes, you had a seven second delay. You had the dump button, as it was known. So you could dump the last seven seconds of anything. That's How did you? Okay, so say you dump the last seven seconds, so it would play mm-hmm. a, it would play a jingle or something. Uh, no, what you on LBC a jingle would suddenly appear. You go. What you do is you dump, and then you so that it's, you the generally the best thing is for the presenter. To okay, so let me say yes. Who? Okay, you tap the sofa when the dump button's pressed, and tell me what happens next. Here's who should have a cream tea, <laughs> and his name is. Well, you'd say it, then I'd dump. All right, and his name <laughs> is Rupert Murdoch. Dump. Okay, then what happens? Well, then we then go live to air, so we don't know how much we've cut off. If you just hit dump, because then you go back seven seconds. So back. you say his name, and you so say the that. presenter. Yeah. So the presenter goes, "Okay, so now we're going to have sorry, we're going to move on from that call now, and I'm going to take a commercial break." And the reason you can take a break at that is point that you have to fill up. The is you, have to, again. you have to rebuild your seven second buffer, which means everything starts to sound like this for about two minutes. Why don't they just the do? But why don't they just do with a bit up. of jingle? Oh, well, they just play uh, you'd play some adverts or whatever and, and just fill in that. So as much of the, the uh, wobbly time mm. is taken up that way. However, a good uh, good uh, engineer uh, driving the desk, and the, the best of this I know of is Anderson on Loveline in, in America, um, uh, will listen back to the... Because lo- well, the show's being broadcast on delay of mm-hmm. seven to ten seconds. But they'll listen to the live feed. So they'll press the button on the desk because they can hear the live, yeah. what's actually going out live. And they will listen up until the swear word and then dump at the swear word. And then just car- the presenter just carries on. So that way it's just clipped exact. So they go, the swear word, everyone stops, waits, listens back, dumps, and then you carry on. So it's almost, it's just imperceptible. And so you can even carry on having the conversation with the same caller if you want to carry on talking to them. So that's how it's done well. Like when somebody's just slipped. But normally it's a panic because it's on talk radio when you're not expecting people to suddenly start swearing. It's a bit of a panic. The swearing is one thing because I think that's almost easier to deal with. Mm -hmm. But when suddenly somebody turns out to be a nutter and you suddenly make the call, do we we dump? I mean, is this this liable, isn't it? (laughs) We've got seven seconds to make the decision. (laughs) My my job at that radio station uh, between the hours of one and six a.m. was to to filter the callers who came on air. So I said that we had six open lines we could take. And so I'd answer the phones hitting by the F keys on the keyboard. But I wonder how, how busy and, was it um well it, from one till three it was lively as enough callers and then we'd have this dead patch from three to five and at five o'clock it really picked up so again. three to five would it be how many three of to the six f- lines would be lit up oh you'd pretty much have all the lines full at any one point but you would be waiting for the next caller to come in but not many people would be getting you know the um 
because of course the phone's going to still ring so as soon as one as soon as one of the six lines goes dead you pick it you pick it up again and you yeah. you fill that spot again but it was yeah it was surprisingly busy but there were that the, the three and three to five was the difficult zone to fill so you'd have quizzes and stuff you put a mm. quiz on then you should go get a pile of callers you know, lots of truckers taxi drivers prostitutes murderers <laughs> that sort of thing yes They're dwellers off. of the night yeah. yeah well it's time to stop nick we've gone to 47 minutes that's too many it's too many we have to i have to go back and edit all the bits that you said out you should yeah. Okay. Should we say goodbye to our lovely listeners? Yes, we should. Notice I didn't make that pathetic joke of saying "lovely listener." Well, because we have more than one listener, so to say "lovely listener" would be a bit pathetic. When you do radio, though, you should always talk in the singular because there's only one person listening. Oh, I agree. You should always talk as if you've got somebody sitting mostly mute in the room next mm-hmm. to you, and, yes. they're, and they're your audience. Somebody who who is known to you usually. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. Okay. But that's how you should address the radio. Although you shouldn't refer to our listener. No. Or as Nick Abbott used to say, our audience. Yes. Because he was mocking how people do it. Anyway, that's enough now. Goodbye, people. Go away.